Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. issued at the end of this story you would think not need to be made but apparently so there was a large street party at queen's university in kingston ontario canada over the weekend and authorities later reported got pretty wild no report of any arrests but there was one thing that happened that raised considerable alarm especially with the local electric utility authorities say they got reports of people climbing and horsing around on light poles leading the president of Utilities Kingston to issue an official statement warning people to not grab and swing on power lines. <laughs> adults. These people were all adults. I wouldn't, have warn, I wouldn't warn them. <laughs> Just let it play out. It'll play out. And <laughs> we'll weed through some. That's right, yep. And continue on. Mm-hmm. Well, Cliff, I read yes. this morning that Edward Snowden... You Edward know. Snowden. Yes. That name rings a bell. You know, he had all of these secrets for the United States, and then he went overseas to try to escape from being... Uh, oh, 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 the uh, WikiLeaks guy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yes. He is claiming that yeah. he has searched the very depths of U.S. intelligence, Okay. and he says there is no proof mm-hmm. of any alien life. Okay. <laughs> and thus, those trying to figure out the origin of Dennis Rodman... <laughs> Heading back to the drawing board this morning, scratching their heads, going, I don't know how this happened, Cliff. I'm, I'm still curious about the depths of U.S. intelligence, because well, some of the people I hear about aren't all that smart to begin with. Well, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> there's some shallowness there, yes. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Road Show. My name is Weed. Yeah. I'm the type of guy, if you've never heard this program before, yeah. the type of guy who would offer you the toothpick from my mouth. <laughs> I'm classy that way. Yeah, but no one wants that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but no one wants that. I would, I would give it up yes. if you asked me for no it. No one wants anything that's ever been in your mouth. Well, I'm just, <laughs> just throwing it out there in case you ever see me with a toothpick mm. and you need one. Just ask for it. Just ask for it, and I'll give it up. We authorities in Kirkland, Washington, are battling a familiar problem in city parks there, and the uh, way that they're doing it, as the seal of approval for the Morning Roadshow Department of Just In Time For Breakfast. City officials say they've been working since September to catalog and measure how much dog poop is left at two of the city parks. Right now, they believe the total number of turds left behind is about 6,000 pounds every day. That's three tons for those of you keeping score at home. And for those dog owners who think this just this one pile of poop for my dog won't hurt, they are collecting data and leaving small yellow flags whenever they find poop. In some areas of the parks, it's become a sea of little flags. By the way, the data is being collected with a funding from a grant, and it's paying for bacteria monitoring in the parks to determine if the waste collected come from humans or from animals, so we're not blaming the wrong people. And the little yellow flags, and they're also using a grid system to look for dog turds, and they're going to be able to identify any hot spots or places where dogs uh, like to collectively go to take a dump. 
wonder what color flag they use if it's a human glyph. <laughs> skull and crossbones I don't know. or something. Yeah, black with a skull and crossbones. Yes. Maybe a big red one. <laughs> or, of course, a brown flag. <laughs> How about a don't do this sign? Thank you for that yeah. report, Cliff. My pleasure. Appreciate glad, it. Glad to do it. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, I should leave this alone and just let it lay there, but I can't do it. Okay, what do you got? Well, you were talking about on your 7 o'clock news story to finish Mm -hmm. it up. For those of you keeping score at home, (laughs) do you really think... Three tons of dog poop every day for those of you keeping score at home. Yes, do you really (laughs) think that anyone has actually got the dog poop scorebook out (laughs) keeping track of your facts and figures? And where would you get... Or purchase such a score book. I, so, I suppose you'd have to make those worksheets out yourself. You can't go to like Academy Sports and no. go to the counter and say... <laughs> say I'd, like, I'd like a dog poop score book. Yes, yeah. I heard Cliff on the radio <laughs> talking about it and I feel left out. Or maybe this whole game is just like whose line is it anyway. The points don't matter. <laughs> the poops, however, well, they matter a lot. <laughs> Okay, I'm stepping out of this one. We're going into something else. Well, you stepped in it. I know. <laughs> and I saw, Cliff, that the Hallmark Channel has its very own version yeah. of Monopoly. Hallmark Channel Monopoly. Yes. Okay. And I got to thinking, why in the world would they do that? <laughs> That's a good question. Why in the world would why you would come they out do with that? that? I think they decided to make it after yeah. somebody, Cliff, yeah. claimed there was no way to make Monopoly any more boring and somebody said, hold my beer, let's put it on the Hallmark Channel, and we'll show you boring. Well, Cliff, I'm sure you saw this yeah. yesterday, the uh, couple that were eating in a uh, seafood restaurant, and yeah. they uh, discovered a pearl in their oyster. Oh, no, there was a pearl in their oyster. You didn't see that? No, I missed it entirely. Out of New Jersey, well, yes. They were, like hanging, they were having like, like red lobster, and there's a pearl in their plate. Well, it was on the half shell. Yeah. And they said yeah. in the reports that the chances of you finding that yeah. are like one in 10,000. Okay. But the price you pay is you have to eat an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever actually eaten an oyster? I can't get past the look of it. <laughs> it looks like muscular mucus. <laughs> is what muscular it looks like. Muscular mucus. It's what it looks like to me. <laughs> but it's gray. Is it not? I, I don't, don't care. Don't it just is slimy looking. You know, I, I, I forced myself to try one once, and I'm like, there's absolutely no flavor to this. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to chew it either, do no, you? No, no, you're not. In fact, they put, they put hot sauce and or ketchup on it to give it some flavor. <laughs> Why don't you just shoot some... Hot sauce in your mouth and be done with it. Exactly, right. I mean, I'll suck on a bottle of ketchup. That's not really that big a deal to me. But, and yeah, no, 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 no. I wonder, Cliff, I don't know. What's that? If you open up an oyster, I'm sure there's a talent to doing that, getting it open in the first place. Yeah, that's a a big deal. And, but is the pearl just like laying there on top, or do you have to poke around in the slime? I think you have to poke through the slime to find it. It's down in the uh, gooey mucus, huh? Yep. 
pearls are overrated anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's long been said that a glass of red wine daily is beneficial to your health, and now researchers have found a new way that it actually is. A study at Harvard found there's a naturally occurring chemical in the skins of grapes called resveratrol that promotes muscle function and strength. And they've already come up with a prime use for it, saying astronauts typically lose 20% of their muscle mass in less than two weeks in space. And that's why astronauts on the International Space Station have to exercise several hours a day, and even with that, many return to Earth weakened and have to go through considerable rehab. Those planning the mission to Mars are looking at the research with considerable interest because, well, that's going to last months, if not years. They do hope to be able to, to produce the resveratrol in supplement form. Otherwise, the spaceship will have to be redesigned to carry, like, I don't know, 9,000 bottles of wine. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, a little, um, you know, the spaceship yeah. with a uh, leash behind it, pulling, like, pulling. a U-Haul, you know, <laughs> full of wine. A U-Haul full of wine. Yeah. guess if you were an astronaut, you wouldn't have a... Sober day one, would you, Cliff, with the uh, wine that they're going to have to carry with them? <laughs> Speaking of uh, space, yeah, I read recently, Cliff, that uh, this year yeah. there have been more UFO sightings in the world than mm. ever before. This has hit the all-timer. Really? Yes. Wow. And okay. uh, I got to thinking, mm-hmm. if there are other aliens around, yeah. somewhere out there in space there's a planet and these aliens, let's say, have a, I don't know, for better, lack of a better word, yeah. a community college that the uh, <laughs> younger aliens all have That's to right. go to. <laughs> That's an interesting thought, actually. Never well, thought about it that way. They got to learn something. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. you got to know how to abduct and probe people, and so maybe the course is abducting and probing one oh one. Probing 101. Yeah, because right. you don't just, you know, you're not born with the ability to abduct somebody, I wouldn't think. No. You have to learn it somewhere. So they yeah. go to the Alien Community College, probably bought a two-year degree or something in that. or I, It might be one of those, like, um, like a technical school where you can, in a matter of weeks, you can learn how to probe people in just a few weeks. You get your probing certificate. I kept saying abduction, and you kept going back to the probing. <laughs> What were you expecting? <laughs> when I say the words National Automatic Merchandising Association, is the first thing that comes to your mind. I've never heard of this group in my life. Yeah, actually it is. Yes. The Automatic Merchandising Association. Yes. And it's a real group. Okay. They're the folks that are in yeah. charge of all the vending machines that you see out and about. I had no clue. So the people who run vending machine companies, soft drink machines, food vendors, yes. those little where you get a candy bar, they're all these the people who own these businesses are all members of this organization. That's exactly right. Okay. And come the first of the year, January yep. the first, they've decided their association yep. that all vending machines in yep. the United States will mm-hmm. carry one third of their products will be healthy. <laughs> healthy choice products one third it's 24 percent now okay they're so actually they're, upping it to about 33 percent right yes wow one third of anything you get out of a vending machine will be classified as a healthy product yes 
And things have gotten to the point, Cliff, yeah. that literally, I used to never think a thing of it, of walking up to a vending machine, throwing yeah. in my money, yeah. popping out of there whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you're being judged whenever you go to a vending machine. Well. <laughs> it's like people are judging you. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, you know, if you're going to a vending machine to get some nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've kind of given up anyway. That's right. You yeah, really? You've already... I guess my thought is uh, if one-third of the items in a vending machine will be healthy, then one-third of the items in a vending machine will be outdated, stale, and probably starting to mold. (laughs) (laughs) That's where my dollars will be spent, I'll tell you that right right. now. Yep. Oh, it's going to be gigantic. I mean gigantic. But we're trying to keep it on the down low. You talking about that candy thing? Oh, yes. It's going to be huge. It's the morning road show. <laughs> but you're trying to keep it on the down low. Bucket of wonder. That Bucket you can of win. wonder. Yes, that okay. you can win Monday morning. That's when we're going to start it. Clip. Okay. We're going to play a song, and yeah. all you have to do is call us. You might want to write that number down or put it in your phone right yeah. now. You mean the 812-386-1250 number? That's, that's the one, Cliff. Okay. And once we play that song, and we'll yeah. tell you. Then you'll call us up, and you just name that song, okay? and you're going to win the bucket full, and I mean absolutely full, mm-hmm. of all kinds of candy, along with candy cigarettes, and we've thrown in a case of cigars. Bubblegum cigars. <laughs> I was going to say. Yes. Not, not, <laughs> not cigars. <laughs> Bubblegum cigars. Yes. In three and- different flavors really yes there's nothing low-key about us (laughs) so that's happening on monday cliff and i'm really excited about it because yeah if it wasn't for the halloween special effects package we've put on this song (laughs) you could easily get it but because we spent the money we're required now (laughs) to use the special effects okay so if you can't get it after a while on yeah. Monday. So what basically what you're saying is the Halloween special effects may possibly make it more difficult to identify the song yes. that you have to identify to win the giant mega bucket of candy cigarettes. Yes. Well, I like to call it the bucket of one. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. But if it's too tough, mm-hmm. then we will yeah. we will start eliminating a few special effects at a time. <laughs> oh, so we're going to pull it back just a little we're bit. We're going to pull it back a okay. little bit. We want you to win because you'll yeah. have enough candy. You won't have to worry about Halloween. Yeah. You don't even have to go out. Your kids can just sit at home and say, I don't need to go anywhere, Mom, Dad. Weed and Cliff, they've hooked me up <laughs> with the candy, exactly man. right. Yeah. Speaking of Nashville, Cliff, yeah. I read this morning, and yeah. maybe Matt, if he's still with us, yeah. maybe Matt could check this out. When he goes down that way? Yes. Okay. Because... In Nashville, they have the number one rated greatest restroom <laughs> in the United States really? of America. That's really? right. That is exactly you mean right. Someone actually surveys for the uh, goodness of restroom. Yes. Hang on just a second. There. Cintas. Oh, oh. So they they manufacture and distribute products for restroom and other facilities. They've been doing right. this contest since yeah. two thousand and two. Yeah. And if Matt or Opry winner wants to, if he checks out, now that's a little weird. <laughs> if he checks out the restroom, yeah, at the zoo in Nashville, yeah, they have the best restroom in the world. Really? Yes. Hmm. It, they just want it. They get twenty five hundred dollars. 
of, you know, supplies. <laughs> you don't really get $2,500. So but. I wonder what it is that makes the restroom at the Nashville Zoo so fabulous. I, I don't know, Cliff, you know, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, when you go into some of these classier restaurants, they yeah. have the guy there in the restroom that turns the water faucet on for you, yeah, hands you a towel. Hands you a towel, yes. I don't know what their name is, besides annoying. <laughs> but I think at the zoo... They have a chimpanzee that does that for you. A chimpanzee? He's trained to sit there and <laughs> squirt you with a little cologne once yeah. in a while. Uh-huh. And, you know, and if a chimpanzee says, you know, don't really won't say it, but if he hands you deodorant, yeah. you take the deodorant. That's right, because, clearly. Yes. Yeah, there's a problem. If he knows anything about <laughs> smells, it's a chimpanzee. <laughs> well, today on the Take It to the Bank, Cliff, yes. we could talk about my seat that continues to fall down slowly, slowly. <laughs> Slowly, yes. It's like you're falling in a hole. Yes, I you're am. Just, it's like a sinkhole. I'm talking up at the microphone right now. I feel like one of those short folks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, we could talk about that. With short arms. Yes, with short arms. I can barely reach the countertop now. But I think, Cliff, we'll talk about this. Okay. Everybody yeah. and has an employer knows that they have rules that they have to go by. Well, yeah. But do you think that your employer should be able to dictate to you the color of your underwear? <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's a lot of places where, you know, a uniform is required wear. Yes. But I've never heard of anybody requiring as part of your uniform to wear a certain specific underwear. Well, Cliff. Yeah. There is a job. It's okay. a well-paid job. Yeah. But they require you to wear a certain color of underwear, and we're going to mm. go down that trail okay. <laughs> when we take it to the bank. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. No okay. game. And as I mentioned earlier, Cliff, your employer has yeah. lots of rules. Generally, all of them do, yes. yes it's but what makes them the employer. There's mm-hmm. a certain employer yeah. that also has a rule about the color of your underwear. <laughs> Who could that possibly be? Some strip club or something? Well, you would think. Yeah. But actually, yeah. you can see them tonight on TV. Really? Major League Baseball umpires okay. are required to wear, at all times on the field, black underwear in case they split their pants in two. <laughs> you laugh. But it's the truth. Well, you know, and when you when you watch the um, home plate umpire do his job, yes, he squats for every pitch. Yes, so he's he's squatting probably like two hundred times during the course of the game. I would say you're right. That's putting a lot of stress on a seam and a pair of pants. I'm just going to throw that out there. And that's why they have to be black. <laughs> so my question is, who checks? <laughs> If it's a rule, it has to be enforced. Who checks because to make sure the under the umpires are all wearing black underwear? Because people being people, they're going to try to, you know, skirt the rules if possible. Yes. I didn't have any clean black underwear, <laughs> so I'm wearing the tidy whities <laughs> I don't know, Cliff. I don't know who does that or what you would call them. I guess the UC. Uniform checker? Yes. Well, I can say one thing. You know, there's a lot of people in the in the ballpark with a lot of different jobs. That's right. 
but if I was the guy responsible for checking the uh, underwear of the umpires, I would not want to be known as the ball boy. <laughs> taken a perfectly great segment and tried to purposely ruin it. You started it. I'm just giving you a fact. You're sprinkling in fiction on top of my fact. I'm just throwing out some supposition, that's all. Cliff, this just popped up on the uh, computer screen. It says 32% of us in a recent survey said that we're really good at being humble. Guess who's not really good at being humble? 32% of those surveys. At least 32%, yes. You see, the 10% that said they weren't sure if they're humble or not, that's the winner right there. Well, that's absolutely right. If you're not sure, yes, that's the perfect answer. Cliff, anything said today? A few things were said, as a matter of fact. Let's start with number three. Three tons of dog poop for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> number two, a U-Haul full of wine. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. I would not want to be known as the ball boy. <laughs> Couldn't let that go, could you? Nope, could not. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.